This is the Open Forum Podcast. Welcome to a special mid-month episode of the Open Forum Podcast. My name is Mike Miller, joined by my co-host, Mike Martinez, to bring you the news, helpful insight, and more from the world of physical education. We don't do a lot of these uh, mid-month releases, Mike. No, we don't. And it, it, it's always a... Uh... It's always a treat to be able to chat with you, but also kind of a sign that something exciting is about to happen if we had to push things up two weeks in advance. Now, I, I, I normally like, you know, you coming to my house and us chatting, and but we, yeah, we had to do thing. this one remotely. It's okay, though. Listen, desperate times call for desperate measures, <laughs> and I think we're going to have some fun tonight. Uh, so. How are things going with you so far? Uh, Happy New Year. Yes, way. Happy New Year. We are well off into the new year. Things have been putting along really, really well. So, you know, gearing up, gearing up for Tampa in a few months. Yes, sir. It's yes, going to be off the chain, as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. My, my, my kids don't say that, but maybe yours do. Uh, not really. <laughs> my my kids last year said that. Different kids. But yeah, it's an exciting time of year. You know, it's uh, I feel like the the holiday break was a, a great time to kind of recharge and refresh yes. and and, Much and get ready for for 2019. At school, I actually I'm I'm kind of psyched. I just had a meeting with my principal about starting our first like community fitness or family fitness night. Nice. And getting some parents in the building and trying to you know, spread the message of what we're doing in PE to include more physical activity at home, things of that nature. And I feel like that, that kind of almost leads right into tonight's conversation about ways that we can get more physical activity, more health, more fitness during our class, in other parts of the school day, and outside of school. Yes, after and school. That, yep, and that's through another absolutely free resource provided by New York Roadrunners, or we are fortunate to be joined by Cliff Sperber. Cliff, why don't you introduce yourself, tell the folks at home uh, what you do for Roadrunners and why you're chatting with us tonight. Well, delighted and thank you very much for this opportunity to present New York Roadrunners 100% free rising New York Roadrunners program. And I've been very fortunate. Actually, yesterday was uh, year 18, my 18th anniversary of working for New York Roadrunners, which is a great, great organization. We're best known for founding and producing the TCS New York City Marathon. And hopefully some of your listeners have run that event, or maybe it's on their bucket list. And <laughs> I think a few the- people might have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about running. Yeah, it. that's And I, I mention that because... If people take advantage of doing this free, which is really a great program, and you're going to hear a lot more about it over the next few minutes, one of the perks of the program is that they can get a guaranteed entry into the TCS New York City Marathon, uh, as well as the the Brooklyn Half Marathon Marathon and the uh, New York City Half Marathon, uh, two of the largest half marathons and most popular half marathons for the runners in the world. And uh, before coming here 18 years ago, I was associated with uh, a nonprofit organization out of the South Bronx for a couple couple of decades. So I'm a, I'm a lifer in the nonprofit world. <laughs> and the, the nice thing about New York Roadrunners is though we're best known for these great adult races, we are a large nonprofit organization whose mission is to help and inspire people through running. And we are laser-like focused on working with youth. And uh, 
Last year, our Rising New York Roadrunners program was in more than 1,300 schools and after-school programs nationwide. And those are impressive numbers right there. I had no idea that you could get guaranteed entry into the marathon for running a, a top program. That's crazy. Well, and, you know, there's a lot more going on, uh, too, and my colleague will be talking about the incentives <laughs> that the kids get and other incentives for the schools and how they can really impact the school community. That's really cool. So first and foremost, Cliff, a, a very happy 18th anniversary to yeah. you. Yeah, that's a, you. a big number there. You touched on the fact that New York Roadrunners obviously has some incentives and some some great services for adults, but we're, we're here to talk about what we can do for the youth of New York City, of our country, and how we can increase physical activity through your program. Can you speak a little bit about who the New York Roadrunners program serves in terms of school-age children? Yeah, that's a great question because um, the quick and dirty answer is everyone. It's a pre-K through high school program that promotes physical literacy. And despite our name having New York in it, and we do serve literally half of New York City's elementary and middle schools, but we're also in a lot of pre-Ks, we're in a lot of high schools, and we're in schools literally throughout the 50 states. We love serving Title I schools, and we have a, a number of states with particularly high childhood obesity and poverty that we focus our outreach on, but it's safe to say that anybody listening to this podcast, regardless of what state they're in, we're already serving their state, and we'd love to serve their school. We want to be everywhere. And that's one of the beautiful things about working for New York Roadrunners. We have a lot of capacity and a strong desire to make not only running, but physical activity a foundation of every child's life. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier uh, a colleague of yours who's going to talk a little bit more about what the program actually looks like. And I do want to thank this colleague of yours for sitting very, very patiently and waiting for us <laughs> to... Uh, to introduce him here, we're also being joined tonight by Nathan O'Reilly. Uh, Nathan is a public school teacher who is already implementing this program in his schools. Nathan, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you teach, and how long you've been working the Roadrunners program. Yeah, so uh, my name is Nathan O'Reilly. I've been teaching PE now for 17 years. I've taught high school and elementary, both uh, in Ohio and here in New York City. Um, I currently teach at PS 452. It's an elementary school on the Upper West Side in Manhattan. I've been doing the New York Roadrunners uh, youth programs for about 10 years now. First school I started out in the city. I found out about the program there and I, I jumped on it. It was great. And so when I got my current job at my new school, um, in my interview, I was talking about um, this great running program I wanted to bring and my principal was all for it. Outstanding. Now, obviously, I'm, I, I have to assume that you are a believer in this program if you've been doing it for 10 years. Uh, what is it about the program that, that excites you so much and makes you want to do it year after year? cool thing for me is how, how excited the kids get about running. Growing up, I was an athlete, but I wasn't really a runner. I played football, basketball, baseball. Running was a punishment for me. Um, <laughs> I, didn't really, I didn't really find that love for running until later in life. Um, but for my students, like they, they love it from kindergarten to fifth grade. And um, it's really a part of their life right now. And to see them enjoying running at such an early age has been um, really uh, powerful for the kids and for their future. Now, from a personal standpoint, as someone who also went from teaching high school and is now back to teaching the little ones again, 
I'm curious as to how does the program look in your school? How does it change? How does it differ from a kindergarten standpoint or, you know, K-1 versus fourth or fifth grade? Sure. And um, it's, it's really up to the school how they kind of want to do it or the teacher or whoever's implementing it. Um, how it looks at my school is I teach PE. So for the first 15 minutes of class, um, we run uh, laps around the gym each day. And so it's kind of a good way to just jump the kids into class. Like we're already moving as soon as we get in there. Um, and they have that expectation as soon as they get in there. So every day that I see the students uh, for PE, we run for the first 15 minutes. And then for the, um, for the rest of class, we do whatever activity is on the schedule for today, for that day. So then we also have a running pro, um, uh, a track club at my school. And so we do a uh, track club for third, fourth and fifth graders. They sign up if they, if they would like to do that. Um, and then we do before school, after school practices, and we do some of the uh, races on the weekend provided by the New York Roadrunners. Excellent. Now, I, I'm guessing I'm probably not alone in this, in this camp here. I was in the same boat as you, uh, a football, baseball, basketball kind of guy. The, like, I get tired driving 15 minutes. So long, like, 15 minutes. How do you build your students up to that, to the point where I feel like 15 minutes is a, is a good chunk of time? So uh, when I first started at the previous school I was at, um, we kind of eased them in at the beginning of the year. We would do 10 minutes first, and like it would be tough for kids that, and then prep their endurance for 15. I, I just keep it very relaxed and say that, hey, um, you can walk, you can run. I just don't want you to sit. Uh, so as long as you're moving, that's fine. And my thought is you go, you go to Central Park, you see people running. A lot of people are out there for different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Some people are out there for their health. Some people are out there just to socialize with their friends. Um, and you'll see all sorts of speeds. And so same thing I, I want to um, let the kids know. It's like it doesn't really matter how fast you go as long as you keep moving and, and you're getting something out of it. We, we have music playing while they're, while they're running. So that, that's always a motivation. And right. also uh, the York Runners offers incentives. And so they're session-based incentives. And so kids get T-shirts and other things. They've already got their T-shirts um, this year. And so they're always excited about those uh, extra incentives as well. Heck, anyone loves a free T-shirt, right? I was stuck. I was stuck <laughs> for a free T-shirt, I'll be honest with you. So Nathan, uh, I'm going to ask you to kind of turn back the clock a little bit and, sure. and think back to, to 10 years ago. As a new teacher, when once you've heard about this program and decided you wanted to adopt it, what was that process like? How, like what did you need to do? To get started, and, and Cliff, feel free to fill in any details if if the Wayback Machine isn't working for Nathan right now. <laughs> and it might not. It's been a while. <laughs> um, so um, I know I signed up online, and then they offered some trainings, which were very valuable, kind of just to get get things started. And then um, it pretty much runs itself. They get, they send you um, a starter package with uh, different things to get your program running. And there's also a, uh, a website where you enter. Well, at that time, you were entering, entering uh, laps and converted to mileage. Um, they've made it much more easier now for everyone to enter data. I'll talk about it in a second, I'm sure. But, yeah, it, was, it wasn't hard to get started at all. And the great thing is every year they've listened to feedback from the teachers about how to make it easier and easier. And so as the program has evolved, it's become much easier for, um, for those running it. You know, Nathan is, is a great example of someone who's taken a lot of initiative to create a great program. But the one thing we, we tell everybody is though it is generally a PE teacher, and in some schools actually it, it, it could be a recess aide or even an administrator or a classroom teacher who's engaged in the program, though typically it's a PE teacher, but regardless, 
there's somebody from the New York Roadrunners staff, which, whom we call a program coordinator, who's working with Nathan, who's working with whomever is leading the program in the school. So all 1,300 sites have somebody in our office they can call, they can email, they can text, who's going to help them troubleshoot and work through any problems they have. And not only are those program coordinators in the New York Roadrunners office going to be responsive to any questions that the folks implementing the program may have, they're also going to speak out and email the teachers who are leading the program a couple of times a month just to stay in touch, see how it's going, tell them what's coming up. So uh, it's really, and I hope you feel this way, Nathan, a, a very much a cooperative and collaborative uh, piece of work. Oh, absolutely. Um, the, the, the coordinators come and visit the schools. They run with the kids. So the kids know who they are, which is really cool. Because when we go out to the races, they're like, oh, there's a familiar face. That's somebody from the New York Roadrunners that I know. So yeah, the um, the entire youth um, programs staff has just been so helpful, and they always are very helpful um, in regards to the program in the schools and then the events on the weekends. Like it, it's really a great organization, and we're happy to have this partnership with them. That's great because yeah. you know a lot of times when you get your hands on a free program, it's just like, hey, here's the resources. Good luck. See you later. But it's it's nice to know that if you hit a hang up, if you know, you're having some issues. If you're not sure what to do, there's a, a friendly, helpful person on the other end of the line there to help you out. That's really great. And now, Nathan, I feel like you're you're leading perfectly into my my, my next thought here. Falling as into the trap. Who, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> as as someone you know personally, individually, who is really trying to embrace this whole running thing as an adult, and I I feel like I always need some kind of a of a carrot, you know, at, at the end of the, right. the line to chase after. Do the so it sounds like the students do have opportunities to pursue this outside of school at, at either races or some some kind of events that go beyond what you just do in your school. Yeah, so um, the the roadrunners offer so many uh, races during during the year, and um, all of our students get free access to those, um, and they go for all grades from pre K up to to fifth grade. Like oh, and, and in fact, like the middle school and high school kids, even though we don't teach them, they have this access as well. And so they get to run these um, these events, and they, they stagger them for um, the ages. So, like, the younger kids are running short distances. The, the kids are a little older, running uh, a mile to a mile and a half. And then the, the kids in middle school and high school get to run um, some of the really long races. Um, so, so that's an extra care for them there. And they, they, they really take care of them at these races. They get medals and shirts and all sorts of swag. So it's really a good experience for them. And it's really awesome, like, some of the places they get to run. The Times Square run with the New York City Half Marathon. So they shut down um, uh, Times Square, and so us adults get to run through, and then the kids get to run through as well. So um, there's really some special opportunities that the kids get through being a part of this program. We've had professional runners come and visit our school, uh, which has been really special for the kids to uh, meet them. The Run Center for the New York Roadrunners, a um, place where people, adults go to pick up their bibs, they have events there that sometimes our kids got to go and, and have special um, pro runners speaking and our kids get to meet them and ask them some questions and, and, and really see what uh, running can do for their lives. Nathan is one of the teachers who took advantage of the guaranteed entry into the marathon. And how many of you run, Nathan? Uh, four now. Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. But, but that said, the program in a way is can be a lot more 
than than running and uh, obviously talking about running in New York City with the events, all the New York Roadrunner events that the kids can participate in. But even for those sites, those many hundreds of sites outside of New York City that are part of the program, we have resources that help sites put on their own events or certainly being part of this program can help train up kids to be part of their local events wherever they may be. But But despite our name, New York Roadrunners, and the name of the program, Rising New York Roadrunners, there's a lot more to the program. There's a database with more than 500 games and activities and 150 lesson plans that are all mapped to shapes national standards. And all these games promote physical literacy, the ability, confidence, and desire to be physically active for life. So though the way Nathan runs his program, which uh, emphasizes walking and running is great, and many other teachers do it that way as well, especially teachers who are part of the Mighty Mallers program, uh, which was the predecessor for the Rising New York Roadrunners program. The fact is that if you want to do part running and or walking and part physical literacy activities, or even very little walking and running and just focus on the activities, uh, that's fine too. The program really enables you to do that. And if you've got an administrator who's looking for written curriculum and goals and objectives and really wants to know what your PE class is all about, using the database is the greatest cheat sheet you, you should could ever have. Of course, as with everything with the program, it's completely free and it's all developmentally based. So whether you're in pre-K, third grade, eighth grade, a senior in high school, uh, whatever the age of the kids you're teaching, the database has games and activities that address your goals. And the point about the database there, um, so I, I've been teaching for a lot of years and so I, I kind of got my favorite games that I do with the kids in class. Uh, every once in a while, things will get stale or I want to try something new. Um, I've, I've, I've found some really cool things on the database that I've implemented into my PE program. So um, there's a lot of good stuff there. And, and, there, and, and my um, course one after school practices, a lot of the um, running activities we play were from there as well. So it's really uh, a useful tool. And they're all research-based. We worked with uh, Sport for Life out of Canada, probably the, the leading practitioner of physical literacy programming and advocacy in the world. And for anybody whose administrators who just through their own professional development wants to focus on physical literacy and make sure the kids' bodies are developed in such a way that they are just very fluid in their running, their throwing, their skipping, their hopping, uh, their movements, and including specific movements like twisting your shoulder to throw a shot put or turning your head to, to play ball or lifting your knees for track and field or elbow swing or whatever it might be that you want to teach your kids. There are games and activities that speak to that in an age-appropriate manner. And for participating in those games and activities, much like for walking and running, the kids can earn incentive. They can earn swag. In fact, only five sessions of Rising New York Roadrunners, be it running, the act, games and activities, or whatever combination thereof, five sessions, the kids get a t-shirt, and then they go on and on to earn up to uh, eight things per, per year for participating in the program. I don't know anyone out there who is not interested in free resources, free incentives, a database free of lesson plans and games and activities. 
And now, Cliff, if I can go back to you for a second, uh, you mentioned Mighty Milers being kind of the predecessor to rising New York Roadrunners, and not, not to date myself too much, <laughs> but the first time that I kind of came across New York Roadrunners, uh, I was one of those teachers who went to the training that that uh, Nathan was talking about and met with some of the folks at Roadrunners, and they kind of run you through a little you know battery of activities that you can bring back. I think at that time, you had just launched the, the video library okay. that shows the drill. I think there were maybe like four or five that were on there. If I'm not mistaken, that's grown quite a bit since then. Am I, am I right? Yes, there's there's now 84 videos on there. And when we released uh, the 84 videos the year we did that, and going back at this point, maybe six, seven years ago, uh, they actually won eight awards, different awards from, from different organizations. And they are, while anybody could look at those videos, and most of them are two, three minutes each, and they focus on form and pacing, mm-hmm. and they're, they're calibrated for elementary, middle, and high school. The fact is that they were designed for teachers to use, to look at, and take the drills and activities from those videos and then use them with their kids. But but then what we heard was that kids were watching them themselves. Adults who weren't even involved in education were watching them <laughs> themselves for pointers on how to run correctly. So it's it, it's become a truly great resource and gotten millions of hits uh, over the years since then. So but we've got we we just keep kind of. Uh, evolving. So the resources are, are, the videos are part of the resources that are available, but there's a lot more at this point as well. It sounds, like you, it sounds like you guys are smashing the barrier for yeah. a non-running teacher to, like, like, I have no excuse to be able to say, oh, I don't know how to do this. I'm not a runner. I'm not comfortable. I feel like all the tools are there to be able to give kids, I mean, again, I don't know any elementary school age child who doesn't like to go out there and just, you know, let it all hang out. It sounds like you're really bridging that gap for us teachers. Well, 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 it's easy for me to say yes, which I definitely do, but I, but why don't we toss that over to Nathan as a teacher to get his response? Yeah, I'd absolutely agree. And and when I started this program 10 years ago, I really wasn't a runner either. So I had no background in it. And now I've ran a few different marathons, like it's really inspiring by the kids to kind of become a runner. But yeah, um, you don't have to know anything. You just go in there and, they will help you. If you have questions, they will come help you. And the, the database gives you all the answers you need to. So yeah, so no prior knowledge needed. Like um, they'll make sure you, you um, are, are getting the kids moving for sure. So now if I am listening to this podcast and I really want to get my Rising New York Roadrunners program started, what is my first step? Like how would I, how would I go about doing that? Well, I, I would suggest you go to uh, just Google Rising New York Roadrunners. That'll get you to the website. There's a ton of information on the website. At the bottom, there's an application. Should take more, no more than five minutes to fill out the application. There are actually three steps. One is submitting the application. Uh, secondly, your school principal will get an email from DocuSign, not from New York Roadrunners, but from DocuSign, with something called the Terms of Agreement, which basically spells out what the program is all about. The principal checks the box, yes, I agree to do the program in the school. And there's a five-minute orientation video that the teacher, uh, whom in our lingo we would call the program lead, uh, watches, and we know they've watched it because they log on to watch it, and they've worked their login through the initial 
application. Those three steps, submit the application, principal signs the terms of agreement, watch the five-minute video, and the video, watching the video and the signing the terms of agreement can be done in either order. Those three steps, you're in. Part of the application process is noting what your start date is. Let's say somebody were to... Uh, follow up on this podcast, go visit the site, think it through, talk to their principal, uh, submit the application next week, use, let's say, February 7th, for the sake of argument, as their uh, start date. They would get a call from their program coordinator within a couple of days, the person from the New York Roadrunner office who's going to support them for the life of the program, not just the onboarding period, but for the life of the program. Nathan has had a program coordinator for all 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah. <laughs> and um, so within a week of their start date, they'll get a call from their program coordinator and they'll receive their startup kit. Nathan mentions a startup kit before. It comes with batons and cones and, and uh, lots of other stuff, flyers and a banner and examples of the incentives the kids can earn. So that'll also come right about the same time. And from then on there, you know, it's a, it's a way you go. And I think as with many things, you know, the hardest part is jumping into the pool. Once you're in the pool, the swimming is easy. <laughs> Would you say that you were off and running? <laughs> oh. Better put, better put. <laughs> I'll be here all week. But it's really as simple as Googling rising New York road owners. Everything unfolds from there. That was actually so good of a line that I forgot what my next question was going to be. I, I do have a question for Nathan, though. Um, I, again, so I'm, I'm already interested. I feel like this is something my kids would absolutely love to do. One initial hang-up that I'm kind of stuck on is if I have, whether it's, I don't know, 25 kids in a class or you know a couple grades together after school mm -hmm. in a program, how do you keep track of either their laps or how much they're running to make sure everyone's getting what they're supposed to get? Yeah, so th that's one thing that's modified with the program over the years. So originally, it used to be um, laps, and you would measure your gym. You'd see how much, how uh, long a lap was, how many laps it would take to equal a mile, and you enter that in the computer. Um, and I was very, I was very accurate on what my kids were doing. I wanted them to know exactly what they got, so I kept pretty detailed records of that. Uh, it was very uh, challenging, difficult, and those classes at the time, I had maybe 30, 35 kids at the most. So it was a bit of a challenge, but it wasn't impossible. For a lot of um, teachers, it, it was uh, uh, too difficult. They would have larger classes or maybe not enough uh, manpower to be able to crack the laps. Um, so now it's just based on session-based. And so it's real simple. You just put in the, so the strides of the website where you enter all the data. It's also where the database is, where you can find the activities. But so I enter a session, put how long the kids have ran, um, and then I can give an effort. And so I can either change it for multiple kids or I can keep it the same for the entire class. And it gives out a, uh, a mileage based on that effort. Um, but as far as the incentives and stuff, it's just going by the number of sessions they have. It kind of rewards the kids for being at school and being at, um, in class because they can log a session every time they're at PE. And we certainly have modified uh, the administration of the 
participation over the years to make it to make it easier for the teachers to put down the data so the kids can get their incentives. But uh, the expression we're using these days, and the actually the default uh, in the system, is one size fits all. So you could literally you could have a class with 30 kids, 50 kids, or you could be doing your entire school to 500 kids, whatever it is. And if you just want to have everybody basically get the same, mm-hmm. one size fits all, that's the default. If you're rigorous like Nathan and you want to kind of opt out those kids who had the flu and missed a couple of classes um, <laughs> or however you want to play it, that's absolutely fine too. You can personalize some of the kids. You can personalize all of the kids. But if basically you want to do it like you've got one child in the program, even though you have 813, that's fine too. One size can fit all. I should also add that not only the kids get in free incentives with this program, but the school gets incentives as well. We mentioned teachers getting guaranteed entry into races that, that literally need a lottery to get into, like the TCS New York City Marathon or big half marathons. But also schools can earn up to $250 worth of healthy snacks, $250 worth of PE equipment, uh, hundreds of books some sneakers for their kids, all just really for being a participating in the program and uh, working along our administrative guidelines and just getting their stuff in on time. Just to jump back for a second, in the time that it took Mike to forget his question and then remember <laughs> it and then ask it, so what, like 20 seconds because Mike's brain works fast, I found the application on the website. I Googled it, I clicked on it, and I found the application. I was all ready to register in strides in literally 20 seconds. We'll be, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be looking for you in the database tomorrow. <laughs> Cliff, I, I, I wanna, speaking of jumping back, I want to go back. Uh, Nathan had mentioned earlier about the events that the kids can take part in, and obviously that's specific to New York City. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, they have, like, a big culminating event at Icon Stadium on Randall's Island and, like, all sorts of, of cool stuff. Are the events borough-specific? So, like, kids in the Bronx don't have to travel to Brooklyn, or is it, is it, is it jump around from week to week? How does that work? So we actually have a couple of different tracks going on. Uh, one track, no pun intended, uh, actually, <laughs> is track and field. So we have nice. a spring track and field series. That'll be about 20 events about four events in each borough, which culminates with the New York City-wide championship at Icon Stadium, which is a, a big and, and track stadium where world records have been broken in June. So to be eligible for those events in the boroughs and then to participate in the city-wide championship, you have to be a part of rising New York Roadrunners. On a somewhat different track, at least once a month, and in some months, two and even three times, students and schools can come out to New York Roadrunner events if they're part of the Rising New York Roadrunners program. And as Nathan was saying before, those events, while they're typically anywhere from 5K to literally a marathon, those events have events within them that range in distance from uh, 50 yards for the pre-K kids, all the way typically to a mile and a half for the older kids, sometimes a bit longer. 
And again, participation in Rising New York Road Owners not only makes the events free for the kids, but for New York City schools, even makes the busing to those events for free. And it's a heck of a thing. Nathan mentioned before, kids running through Times Square. The uh, New York City Half Marathon runs through Times Square. Kids are literally running alongside the adults. They have their own corridor to be running. So they're part of tremendous hoopla for that for the marathon they're out there running marathon day running through the finish line in a mile and a half event is the beginning of the tv broadcast and a lot of the kids get on tv that way and we're always trying to kind of create new events and opportunities for the kids because as anybody who's ever run an event and particularly a new york roadrunner event knows it's truly inspiring you can get excited to train up for those events and then you've got all the momentum coming out of those events to go back to the school and work even harder now as a native new yorker i usually spend my time trying to run away from times square (laughs) but i I can't imagine it being pretty exciting to you know have that that whole that that scene to yourself and kind of celebrate that if you're if you're running the race it's the least crowded you'll ever be in that's incentive to do it right there you know there alone now there are hopefully a, a lot of people who do not live in new york city who are interested in this event and cliff you had mentioned that there is some support to help uh either launch your own event or host your own event can you speak a little bit more as to what that program would you know how that event would, would work yeah, we, we have a lot of online resources, and anybody actually who goes to the New York, just Google NYRR, as simple as that, uh, the New York Roadrunner site will come up. Right in the middle of the top navigation is Youth and Community, and if you go to the sub-nav under Youth and Community, you'll find resources, and we have resources there that address how to create your own track and field events, other kinds of events, running-based events that you could do strictly with your school or maybe bring in some other nearby schools. And again, that's where a program coordinator comes in. So you can call or email or speak with your program coordinator and say, hey, we want to do a spring event with our kids here at the school or we want to do a meet with another school. Can you help us? And you'll get a lot of good information that way as well. I think that's such a huge piece too because, again, as someone who's not, who doesn't have a running background, who never ran in a track meet, you know, growing up, I, I feel like that'd be a very daunting task to put on an event for my kids. But I feel like there has to be some kind of a culminating event, something to, to build up to. So having those resources, again, which are 100% free, I feel like is also just one more game changer to help provide this for, for our students. It, it, it certainly can be. And I, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if, if, um, Nathan is doing his is his school, and he may know some some folks who do because everybody kind of creates their own culture around the program, which I think is is one of the reasons why it is so popular and 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 serving so many sites. Is it rising New York Rodents could be a before after school club. It can be a slice of PE. Some days it could be a big slice. Some days it could be a small slice. It can be a recess program. It could be a classroom activity. Really, any way that it works for a school is fine with us. But some schools uh, make a big event of awarding the incentives, and they'll do it at, a, at an assembly, or they'll make announcements over the PE and, and kind of really pump up the kids by recognizing their achievements in the program. So there's, there's lots of different ways to go with this. 
And, and building on what Cliff said there, um, it's funny how my school has kind of adopted that culture of running now. With the um, incentives um, offered by the New York Road Runners, um, we've had we took advantage of that, and we've had several staff members run the marathon. Principal has now, I believe, ran three marathons, and wow. so um, it's really cool for. Um, and he wasn't a runner before this at all, so like he's been inspired by kids and the program, and it's really cool having the kids come out and supporting staff and the races. They'll have their signs and everything, so. Um, running has, has, has been a culture uh, shift in our school, and it, it's kind of something we're known for now. So it's, it's really exciting to see the kids get excited about staff members running or their parents, and then it motivates the kids again. So it's really cool. That's absolutely outstanding. That's and I, I have to think that Mike Miller is not the only guy who's clicking on <laughs> NYRR. <laughs> yeah. Dot org at this moment and, I'm halfway and through the form, so. <laughs> there's nothing to lose. There's, it's it's only to gain. It's it's a great it's a great opportunity. And now I feel like as a elementary kind of based group here talking, we we've neglected the older grades a little bit. But Cliff, you had mentioned before we started recording that there's been some kind of collaboration between the New York Roadrunners and Open hmm. in their development of their high school running module. How much has have the Roadrunners been able to support that project? Well, we've we've been delighted to work with Open, such a great organization, and has accomplished so much in 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 so little time. And while Rising New York Roadrunners is a again developmentally appropriate from pre-K through high school, and when you uh, if you're a PE teacher like Nathan, as he was saying, he adjusts his use of the program accordingly to the grade of his elementary school kids, and you've got that leeway all the way from uh, pre-K through high school. It's great that that Open is is really going to start emphasizing running a little bit more, and is coming out with this module. Uh, I believe it will be in February, certainly sometime pretty soon, and they're going to be using. You had mentioned the the uh, videos before. We talked about those 84 videos before. Sure. A lot of those videos are going to be part and parcel of the of the module that uh, that open is creating so we're really excited that people will be checking out that that resource uh we literally spent three years and hundreds of thousands of dollars creating that we were lucky to, enough to get a lot of grants with very understanding foundations that allowed us to make a lot of mistakes along the way to getting it right and winning a bunch of awards, as I said before. And uh, now that's going to be available to everybody through this open high school running module, uh, which down the line might also go down to, to middle and elementary as well. But uh, be on the lookout next month, and, and hopefully all your listeners will uh, check it out and make good use of it. You heard it here first, people. Breaking <laughs> <laughs> news over here. Yeah, as if yeah, I can't get enough of free resources, so I'm even more excited to see what this has in store for, for my high school colleagues, people all across the country. Again, more free resources to get kids moving in a, in a meaningful, structured fashion. I can't get enough of it. Nathan, I don't know if you're yeah. ready for this. Uh -oh. This is, your, this is your, your, your elevator pitch. Yikes. Your, your 45 to 60 seconds. No pressure. If you were to come across 10 years ago, Nathan O'Reilly, and wanted to tell him why he should launch this program. What would your sales pitch be? How would you make that happen? Well, my sales pitch would be a lot easier now than it was 10 years ago. Um, they really <laughs> worked with the teachers and, and made the program so much easier. 
So there, there's really no reason not to do it. The hangups before is a data entry, and they've erased that to where it's very simplified. So it's much easier to, to give this pitch now. But um, for me, it's it's great to get kids excited about running at such an early age. Running is something that you can do for your entire life. And it, it's harder to get into when you're older, as I was. Um, but to have kids really fall in love with running at an age, a young age makes it easier for them to build upon that for the rest of their life. It's usually the fundamental of every sport. Um, there's running involved usually in, in, in a lot of sports and activities. And so to really um, have them embrace running um, as a lifelong activity, you can't beat it. Yeah. Beautiful. There, there you go, folks. I mean, if, if, if my dopey voice and, and Miller can't convince you, you're hearing it from a guy on, you know, on the battleground, on the front lines here. Obviously, New York Roadrunners, and, and it's so great to hear Nathan talk about running and how it's not only working for his kids, but how on a personal level it's inspired him and his principal and resonated throughout the school community. But, but I again want to add that this program, as great as it can be to inspire people to run and get that most fundamental movement skill that you really need to play just about any sport, but the database with all those games and activities and lesson plans can also help you as a PE teacher hone in on all the other fundamental skills you want your kids to learn. And they can learn those skills by having fun playing games and activities. So it's, it's, it can be all about running, but it can also be all about physical literacy and I think as time goes on, physical literacy is going to become more and more a part of every PE teacher's agenda. And this program is a great way to get the resources you either need now or will need in the future to be a great teacher of PE and help get your kids physically literate and therefore prepare them to be active for life. I got to tell you, as as much as I wish that I I could have kind of dozed off like Miller did and get his application started. <laughs> I'm, I feel like I need to cut this conversation here so I can go on and start perusing the website as well. Uh, for, thank you guys so much for taking some time out of your week. I know midweek is tough for, for teachers and for everyone, really. Thanks so much for your time tonight, guys. No, my pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure for sure. Thank you. I didn't start hey. the application. I just found it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to go on there and see how I can get my school signed up for this because I, I, my kids would absolutely love to be part of something like this. Again, as Nathan said, there's no downside whatsoever. Yeah. I feel like there was so much information, a treasure trove of information. Uh, we'll definitely link the yeah, we'll put it all New York Roadrunner website, contact info for Cliff or for Nathan if you guys have more questions for them specifically. Yeah, Great. We'll definitely make that happen so folks who are listening who have more questions – can get for you know first-hand accounts yep. thanks again for your time guys we appreciate it yep thank you so again uh th- thanks again for listening and be on the lookout for that information um the new york roadrunners website uh, again contact info for cliff for nathan if you have any questions for the open forum podcast you can always email us we're available at openforumpod at gmail.com if you have a question for mr miller or myself you can always reach either of us directly. You can find me on Twitter at PhysEdFreak. And I am at CoachMillerPE. And if you're like me and you get most of your your podcasts through iTunes, yes. please feel free to 
subscribe, leave a, you know, leave some comments on there. Uh, give, give us a rating if you feel so inclined. We, we want to be your 13th favorite educational podcast. <laughs> and I think we're one tenth of the way there right now. <laughs> uh, but definitely feel free to reach out in any way possible. We love all the interaction we get with folks who are listening. We definitely want to keep the show a truly open forum. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, stay active, everyone. This podcast and all of the great services provided by Open are made possible through the support of U.S. Games and BSN Sports. Every time you purchase physical education and athletic equipment through U.S. Games and BSN Sports, you are supporting a network of teachers helping teachers. Open is a public service organization. Learn more at openphyzed.org.